Hello, Mustang fans, and welcome to another Ford Performance Edition of the Mustang Owners Podcast. I'm your host, John Clore. You know, from my years with Auto Week Magazine, the Ford Special Vehicle Team, Ford Racing, and now Ford Performance, I've always known that everyone has a Mustang story. So to that end, I hope you're reading my efforts to tell your story in the enthusiast section of FordPerformance.com, as well as keeping up with the latest happenings in the Mustang hobby by checking out FordPerformanceClubConnect.com every week. My co-host is a Mustang hobby and industry expert who is perhaps best known as the longtime president of the Mustang Owners Club of Southeastern Michigan, or Moxham, one of the largest and most active Mustang clubs on the continent, plus who also heads up Boxum for you Bronco owners out there, as well as being the new leader behind the International Council of Mustang Clubs. Of course, I'm a, this is my buddy. I can only be talking about my friend, Mike Ray. Mike, we're back again on the Mustang Owners Podcast. Yep, feels so good to be back. We had a nice little break, and uh, it's great to be back talking to everybody. And uh, our guest tonight is uh, very special to us. Well, this time we got a guy who went from the Mustang world at Ford directly into the car hobby and the car show world that we uh, stick our nose into every once in a while. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to our good friend from the factory, Gary Stewart. Gary, welcome to the Mustang Owners Podcast. Well, thank you, John and Mike, for uh, having me. It's my pleasure. Well, Gary, you know, um, we would really rather have you back at Ford when we ever needed anything from the Mustang factory and we needed some help or we needed all the questions and people that wanted to go through there. We just make a phone call and I'd say, Mike, how did you make that happen? So I called Gary Stewart. Oh, okay. <laughs> true, <laughs> Mike, true. <laughs> yeah, more often than not, Mike, Gary was somehow able to help um, and connect. You know, they're busy making Mustangs, um, but connect the, the people that buy them and in in this, this fandom with the people that make them. And I know in your point, Mike, he, uh, he was a godsend for us. He changed lives forever and gave, you know, what you like to say Mustang memories all the time. And we talk about Gary's uh, show main street memories, but he gave memories to enthusiasts forever that they will forever be etched in their mind. Uh, something that they will never forget that experience. So Gary, when you got into Ford motor company, did you have in the back of your mind, you're always going to do something with the Ford Mustang? Not at all. <laughs> I hired into Mazda, right? And then it evolved into Ford. Ford evolved into the Mustang. And I'm just so excited that I was able to be part of that team. It, the team was just amazing. I mean, one of our models was, and I think it came from Dave Parasak, do what is best for the car. You know, when you're launching a car, a lot of times manufacturing says it has to be this way. Design says we're not changing it. The team just said, let's do what's best for the car. Well, that's right. You were there uh, back when Flat Rock was known as the uh, Auto Alliance International, the AI plant where we were building. Well, that was, I believe, uh, originally a, a, a deal with Mazda that we had a, a co-op agreement uh, working. Uh, didn't we make the, the probe there? Yeah, I've touched the MX-6, 626 Probe, Cougar Fusion, but obviously the best of all is the Stang. Yeah. yeah the one that sticks with you. Yeah, I would say, I mean, for a lot of us who had only known Mustang coming out of Dearborn Assembly, um, it was a long, long time that we had to get out of that plant that was 100 years old, and 
uh, moving to AAI and Flat Rock was a big deal and uh, was a much more modern facility and uh, expansive. And even though it's a little bit of a drive from Dearborn, it was it was an eye opener to go out there and see that that more modern place to build uh, our favorite car, the Mustang. But after Ford took it over, Gary, um, you kind of uh, took all this um, this interaction, if you will, between the factory and a lot of the people on the on the uh, in the hobby side under your wing, and you didn't have to do that. I mean, that that really wasn't part of your job. What was your actual title there at Flat Rock? I was a launch manager for paint, plastics, material handling, and final assembly. Oh gosh! So how in the heck did these people start bothering you and saying, "Hey, Gary, I got a guy who wants to see his car built," or "Hey, Gary, I mean, how did you?" A lot of people just say, "Forget it. I've got other things to worry about." How did you get involved with that? I don't think we had good enough security at the front door to start. <laughs> <laughs> no, you you hung around with Mike Ray. That's your problem. <laughs> oh, so one of our first things, and I'm sure you know him, uh, Andy Slankert. Oh yeah. And uh, Larry Farron. I don't know how they got in, but they got through the front door and they uh, came to my office one day, and they said we're going to build dragsters and we're going to build them in your plant. And this is going to be a first for assembly to actually take it from body and white all the way through. I don't know. Nobody would tell me a thousand horsepower. <laughs> and, and I still remember to this day, the first time we lit up the first one, it was inside the building. Oh, that oh. was, that oh. was, oh. <laughs> Oh, no. Well, Larry Farron, Mike, you recall, worked at Ford Racing with me for a while. Uh, his son is is dating my ex-TV producer, Lauren Parrott, the uh, uh, the reunion angel. And uh, Andy Slankard, what a character he was with SVT uh, when he wound up at uh, Ford Racing. And he always liked these one-off crazy cars. And the Cobra Jet Mustang uh, was more than just a you know, a little one-off experiment. They building 50 of these cars, trying to do it in the factory, the bodies in white, coordinating all the parts to build a, a car you could check out of the catalog and go take it to the drag strip and pull a wheelie. <laughs> it's just like, oh, we don't make parts like that anymore, Gary. <laughs> no, when I left, we had built over 300 turnkey race cars at the plant. Oh, that's... Yeah, that was so good. That was, and I know uh, Larry and Andy too, John, and then... Uh... Also, uh, Jesse Kershaw was a huge part on that team. And, oh, yeah. Um, but uh, the Cobra Jets, like like Gary just said, I remember hearing that startup for the first time, especially inside the plant. The hair on your arm sticks up in an instant, and you get goosebumps. It is crazy loud. And just, just that raw muscle feeling. It's just crazy. Well, Mike, when did you first start uh, getting Gary's name on your radar and his, and his phone number? Well, you know, I it might have been with uh, the Cobra Jets. So I used to be invited to the Cobra Jet um, pickup day at the plant. And, uh, you know, everybody used to bring their trailers and pick up their cars that day. And uh, usually they had Tasca Jr. there talking and, you know, things like that. But then uh, the big first assignment I think we worked together on, Gary, was I think the Boss Reunion, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah. So oh, that was, wow. That was the, yeah, the Boss Reunion that we were setting up for memories. And we had a huge plant tour with all that involved. And, you know, they were relaunching the new boss. Um, so Dave Parasek was involved. and. What a great event that that turned out to be with that, but couldn't have done any of that without all the help from the plant. No, no and, and Mike, when you say that, it's 
it's everybody that's involved in Mustang. It wasn't your side, my side, PD side. It was just a Mustang team. That's what was the best both of Yep, exactly. Well, I, I got to tell you, Gary, that those cars, you know, they they those are landmark cars really for Ford and for the Mustang brand. But for a lot of people, they don't realize how much work every day goes on just getting that car produced, the changes that come down the line, the materials that have to be there, uh, the quality that has to go into our Mustangs. I mean, um, the the SN1, S197 was a, was a leap forward in quality with that great factory there. I loved touring the factory and meeting some of the UAW workers, the, the people. You know, Gary, there was a sense of pride building the Mustang. My job was easy because I had hourly technicians, one per X amount of uh, area of the plant, and I had uh, engineers that worked for me. And all I had to do basically was keep the heat off of them, and they just made everything happen. <laughs> well, uh, keeping that line rolling uh, problem solving, all that stuff comes into keeping the, the production line rocking and rolling. What was your favorite of all the ones? I know you, you mentioned the Cobra Jet and the Boss, um, but what was your favorites? Uh, some of the launches that you've worked on, Gary? Well, it's hard to beat the 662 horsepower Shelby in 2013 as far as a take home car for the night. Oh, really? Oh, no. Well, good. <laughs> But, you know, we launched the 2005 base, and that was a 300-horsepower car. Right, right. And then uh, we moved in in 2010. We bumped it up to 310, not we PD, basically, but, you know, the team. And then the boss came out at 444. And now I'm seeing that uh, if Mike would sell me a dark horse, that's like a 500 turnkey right out of the box, right? So, Mike, you're, probably, Mike you're sitting on seven or eight of those, right? Yeah, <laughs> as many as you want. Yeah, so we are we are production constrained on the dark horse, Mike. Yep, just like you know, and I, it, you know, the restraint sadly is reflecting GT five hundred. Hmm. When in all actuality, the dark horse is more similar to the Mach one and the Bullet. Right. So it's um you know with um production wise and horsepower bumps and things like that. So it's not the seven hundred sixty horsepower GT five hundred and but it's being treated that way with allocations. So it's a little confusing on that, especially for the enthusiast. But, um, you know, I, I don't know what's behind the, behind the scenes anymore with all that. But, you know, it's going to be a, it's a very highly anticipated car. It's going to be amazing. Uh, people are in love with it. I just wish we had an enormous amount to sell. So, you know, sadly, that's not the case. And it's on tight, tight allocation right now. Well, if we had John Savona and uh, Ralph Arning and Gary Stewart at the factory, we'd know a lot more. But um... We that's what I called the A team back in the day. Was those yeah. three? Yeah, those, yeah, that's absolutely true. So Gary, Gary, so you you know you you enjoyed all these things. The, the launches of these cars are phenomenal. You made yourself many memories, uh, and of course, you know, there's always Mike Ray calling and hey, this guy's got to get in, and this guy is you know a friend on the, or the VIP tours. Um, that those are kind of difficult. I know you work with Ralph and trying to get people into. Everybody had, wants to see their baby born at Flat Rock. How did you deal with all those people? Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. 
Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. A lot of it towards the end had to get clearance to the front office. Right. But in the early days, we just basically made it happen. I either signed an engineer or one of our hourly technicians and they, everybody was glad to walk somebody through because just to watch them and how excited they are first of all they've never been in the plant right right so everything is foreign to them and then when they see their v8 going up into the car you could just you could feel the goosebumps that are on their arms it's, it's just <laughs> incredible seriously yeah yeah that's uh that's a moment that i you know, Mike, um, you're planning to, you know, somehow return to get some people into Flat Rock for the return of Mustang Memories to World Headquarters this summer. Is that true? Yeah, um, we're working there. And, and Gary, I don't know if you remember him or if he was there when um, you were there. I think he was. Do you remember a gentleman named Joe Keithler? Doesn't sound familiar, Mike. He's uh, he's there now, and he's uh, I think he's a line supervisor or something now his title is. Um, he's in there, so he's been helping us out you know, working with management, trying to get some people in here and there when they can, you know, it's a little bit tougher right now since they're moving over into 650. So, you know, there's always restraints where you can't get people in during something like that, but he's working on trying to get us in a small tour um, this year for the Friday before Woodward. Um, like probably it's only going to be like 50 or 60 people. So it's not like the days when we used to have 150 to 200 and we'd break them into groups of 30 or 40. It's uh, it's total of like 50 or 60 now, and they're probably going to be in groups of 10. Well, I sure I sure hope you can pull it off, and I, I'm sure you recall, Mike, because that's what you do. But we had people from New Zealand come. Yep. For the yep. three days. Yep, our <laughs> New Zealand guy was there, John. Uh, he was one of the Moxon members, and he remember the one that joined from New Zealand, and he okay. was there. And I, you know, every time I hear from him, that's one of his fond memories that he always remembers. Well, you know, uh, Ford does offer the Rouge Factory tour to, to go over to Dearborn and uh, to the F one fifty plant and see. Uh, the bread and butter Ford Motor Company, the Ford F-150 pickups getting built. But, Gary, there's just something different about seeing a Mustang getting built. Absolutely. For one, once they come offline and you hear it start for the very first time, that by itself, uh, I, I'm going to knock on wood in case I ever go back, and I know I won't go back. <laughs> Every pilot car that we built, the first time it turned the key, it started. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, a testament to engineering and the plant mm-hmm. because there's so many things that could go wrong. Yeah, it is kind of a miracle. You style, start with this pile of parts and a bunch of sheet metal, and by the time you get to the end of the line, it's this absolutely beautiful Mustang that somebody's going to love. Mike, um, remember you and I talked about uh, how different life is now when we did um, Mustangs at Motown and talked about Martha Reeves and the Vandellas. Uh, walking back and forth through the assembly line at Dearborn, sitting in <laughs> brand new 1965 Mustang convertibles, singing Nowhere to Run. 
yeah on a video and we were laughing saying that would never happen if gary was there i mean you can't do that (laughs) how many violations are in that video gary (laughs) yeah i don't think they had the floor painted back then for where you can watch where you can no 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 not at all (laughs) well that that's when we you think back to the those factory days what a different life it is uh, how sanitized and uh you know barcodes and the way it's just an amazing process and gary uh, your role in it is 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 much appreciated because people that buy a mustang you know they it's not just a car it's something they want to keep for the rest of their lives passed down to the family and there's a love affair with that so we want to thank you for that great illustrious ford career but then you always got involved with uh, when you get out of work you start going places and hanging out with car guys and getting involved how did you get involved with the car show up in port huron michigan well actually my brother younger brother uh has lived in port huron his whole life and he's a super car freak and uh he and a bunch of guys got together there used to be a car show in port huron way back one in the 80s and they said well what if we do this again so they got together in 2016 and talked about it and that was the first year that they had a car show and it was 200 cars in downtown port huron wow. at that point in time uh in 2017 they become a board of directors and that's when i joined up and we had 300 cars at that point in time by 19 we had over 500 cars in downtown port huron if you know Port Huron, that's a lot of cars to be on the downtown streets. So basically, that uh, was the end of that. We just didn't fit anymore. But I got in to answer your question because my brother was the uh, president and founder of the new car show. Well, no offense to your brother, <laughs> but when I you got me up there one year to uh, represent Ford Racing at the time. And I remember there were so many, I mean, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Port Huron is a little bit northeast, maybe 90 minutes northeast of Detroit. And uh, as the closer you get to the thumb in Michigan, the more GM land that you get. A lot of people worked at the factories up in Flint and Saginaw, and Port Huron had plenty of GM representation. So what Gary did, he put me right next to the Chevelle guys. <laughs> and I set up my Ford Performance tent, and like in true Ford fashion, Gary, I think I gave away 600 posters. Yeah, that's what you told me. We had, uh, we were swamped, and and those Chevy guys would come by. Hey, what are you guys doing here? And I said, we're gonna wait. Hey, I don't see you guys walking around with anything Chevrolet gave you. <laughs> what, where, where are those guys? They're not here. Oh, that's. But no, the dealers represented well, and the Camaro guys would roll by, and I just love being up there. But you're right, downtown Port Huron, a beautiful little town. I mean, just at the base of of Lake Huron up there. After you, it's just it's just a gorgeous place but you're right you ran out of room gary so how you could either quit the show or how did you decide to change things so we had vacant property not we but the city had vacant property down on the riverfront and we talked to the owners of that property which uh is an indian tribe and also atchison properties and they both agreed to let us have the car show there so in 2020, obviously we had COVID. So we still tried to just do a car show real quick. No advertising, no anything. We had 200 cars. In 2021 was our first waterfront car show. We had 700 cars, which is obviously we're still a long way from Frankenmuth, but it's the biggest car show that we know of 
in this part of Michigan. No, you guys killed it. And Mike, I I went up there um, uh, as representing Ford Performance. Where they parked me next to a bunch of guys with um, Thunderbolts, which was an absolute blast. Um, some real high dollar, super successful drag racers up there. Um, I think Ford Racing uh, brought out a, a, a one of our Ford Performance parts brought out one of their GT500s. And Mike, you know what uh, Gary does? They have these power wheels races at his show. And I don't want to say, Gary, I'm not pointing the fingers at anybody, but I went over and watched those kids in those power wheels. I'm thinking some of those dads got involved. Some of them had twin motors, double batteries. One kid pulled a wheelie. I mean, I, my granddaughter has a power wheels and it, it's not that fast. So <laughs> this is like Mike's derby. Your dad built yeah. Yeah. Mike, I'm telling you, I, I smelled a rat. I think the dads are cheating to make their kids win. But what's that old thing of racing, Gary? If you don't, if you're not cheating, you're not, you're not, you're not racing. You know, a funny story about that, you know, so talk about like the power wheels and stuff like that. So, you know, go-karting is like very competitive now these days. And um, two of our people that we both know, Jack Rouse Jr. and his son are doing it because Jack Rouse Sr. used to do it with Jr. And Parasek and his son are also doing it. So um, they're in the competitive leagues and, can you imagine those guys doing the tweaks on their son's cars and or the other four <laughs> little kids that are saying, oh, my God, I got to race against Jack Roush, <laughs> you know, or, or, you know, Parasec, chief engineer, right? Oh, that's so horrible. Just funny. That's horrible. I, that's, I think so they a tuner, you know. I think, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you remember that red key in the boss, right? <laughs> that's right, the little track key. You know, you guys have a boss Mustang. You remember that second key? Don't mess with Parasac. Yeah, and I think Parasac's key may be a little different from what I hear from maybe a rumor. <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, Gary, uh, I didn't, I totally expected you to get involved with this stuff. It was, and it was great representing Ford up at your Portrait show, but you're, you're, you're expecting big things again this year. What, what, do you want to give us the dates and tell us a little bit about the show you got planned up for this summer? So this will be our seventh annual show. We're always the last Saturday in July. So this year's July 29th. Uh, we already have 340 prepaid uh, cars, pre-registered cars. So that's above any year we've ever had. With that said, last year we had over 850 vehicles. We should have over 1,000 vehicles this year. Last year we had 75 Mustangs, which was equated to one in every 10 cars was a Mustang. And we had 20 Moxum cars, so we're looking for uh, – Mike to push the button there a little bit and make Maxim uh, a little bit larger. But I know that uh, you guys are down the river and we're all the way up here. But regardless, everything that we make off the car show after expenses goes to Council on Aging. And that, uh, so for instance, just a couple of stats, I won't take long. They did over 1.2 million meals last year. They did over 183 rides for seniors to doctors made over 31,000 home repairs. Uh, so we've donated over $103,000 to the St. Clair Council on Aging so far. And that's what 
are really proud of. Yeah, that's beautiful. Mike, that, that's a testament really to the Mustang hobby itself. No, absolutely it is. And I mean, that is why we all do what we do is that giving benefits to somebody else and that we can create all those benefits and memories just with a, an automobile. And there's no automobile following following in the world like there is with Mustang. Well, and Gary, uh, when I was up there, uh, you can see Canada from that waterfront. And they looked like they were doing some kind of car show. And am I mistaken? Or did you guys have some, we revved our engines and they revved their engines across the river? Wasn't yeah. there some kind of competition? It wasn't a competition. They have supported us throughout the years prior to COVID. Okay. And with the bridge being closed, I don't know exactly what they would have had to go through, but a week's in, you know, uh, quarantine and testing. And so they didn't come over, right? right? So we've just said to them, hey, at this time, we're going to rev our engines. You guys rev your engines, and next year we'll get together. So we <laughs> team bonding with Canada. Yeah, it was kind of cool, you know. It was, it was cool. I know, but, you know, as a Detroit Red Wings fan, they're Maple Leafs fans. It's hard for me. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but, um, Mike, I know we're going to ring the bell a little bit for Gary's show. And, ladies and gentlemen, if you're in Michigan in the summer, the, of course, this last weekend in July, Port Huron's a beautiful town. Like I said, it's just 90 minutes up I-94 from uh, Detroit. And uh, that that memory show, not downtown, but wheels on the waterfront, what a great great uh, venue you guys got going a lot of kids there uh gary all i can tell you is just keep it going for all the people that not just remember all the work you did for ford but not all the work you're doing for enthusiasts plus this wonderful charity well thank you john and uh we should have over a thousand cars 58 booths food and uh, vendors uh want to give a shout out to moran automotive and zf axel automotive for being major sponsors and if I had my NASCAR voice, I could, you know, go on and say good year, <laughs> all the other guys. <laughs> well, I know Ford Performance uh, will be represented. We're sending up uh, the Ford Special Vehicle Registry with Austin Atwood. He'll have a booth up there to talk to people about this very unique program we're setting up with the Mustang. And uh, he'll be giving away some things and hanging out. So we're really uh, happy to be, be participating again with you, Gary. And, uh, best of luck with this show, and uh, let's just stay in touch, okay? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, John and Mike, for inviting me. It was uh, totally my pleasure. It was a lot of fun, too. Oh, you got it. Well, Mike, we're going to have to uh, bang the drum a little bit for Gary's stuff because, you know, hanging around with all those GM and Mopar guys, you know, we're going to have to fix that. No, I remember the first year, Gary's like, we need more Mustangs here, and I'll tell you, um, I think our participation has been growing each year, and everybody that talks about it absolutely loves it, and they love the scenery and all that. So, Gary, I'm, I'm sure you're going to see a strong turnout from uh, from Moxham this year as well. Yeah, you guys have been great. It's just that my brother is a Chevy. Uh, <laughs> uh, would like to like to put him in his place. You know? yeah. yeah. Well, there goes this. The, no seat at the Thanksgiving table for that guy. <laughs> but thank you again, Gary. Thank you, Mike, and. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening in tonight on the Mustang Owners Podcast. So until next time, we'll just have to catch you down the road. 